Hello, my name is Jeffrey Drouy. I am a private banking relationship manager at Banque Internationale à Luxembourg. I am delighted to introduce Build's new podcast, Wealth Stories. In this series, we examine a wide range of wealth management situations that our Luxembourg-based clients face today, from international finance and capital to tax structures, planning, portfolio diversification and risk. Each episode is designed to capture the essence of personal experiences and client success stories and bring you a real insight and clear analysis of a key area of our wealth planning expertise. We talk to the people who make the decisions and to the people who manage the client relationship. Together, their knowledge and skills bring real clarity to our private banking activities, shining a light on Bill's extensive experience in this specialist field. In this episode, we are turning our focus to a subject which has been attracting a lot of attention recently, private equity in China. Is this where the big investment opportunities now lie for more sophisticated investors? I'm joined today by Sami Picard, Bill's Head of Financial and Investment Advisory. Welcome, Sami. China's annual growth has long outpaced the US and may as well take the top spot as the world's largest economy. Are we seeing any interesting investment trends? Thanks, Jeffrey. First up, I think it's important to point out that Bill is owned by Legend Holdings, a Chinese investment company. This 2018 acquisition positions us as a leading European bank with a direct route into the Chinese private equity market. I'll explain more about that later. But our observations and commentary on China are based on information received from our Chinese sister company, Legend Capital. We benefit from real grassroots knowledge of the Chinese market and investment environment. Let's talk first about the Chinese regulatory environment. The rules around areas such as competition rules and data privacy are tightening, with some analysts looking at these changes nervously. Do you think these fears are well-founded? China is an economy that can be sometimes misunderstood and perhaps therefore should be treated with more caution. But it's important to understand the context, both political and social, of these changes. At a recent Bill conference here in Luxembourg, P.V. Wang, managing director of Legend Capital, explained exactly how these changes are aligned with China's latest five-year strategic vision, which was launched in 2021. China's five-year plans are central to the country's social and economic development, and this is the 14th installment. So, Sammy, what are the country's key aims for the coming years? Well, after some 30 years of a sharp focus on developing the Chinese economy, where growing significantly personal wealth was strongly encouraged, China's leaders have now turned their attention to the deep inequality that has emerged. For the younger generation, property ownership seems like a far-off dream. Jobs are tough with little economic reward. Today, China's vision is to deliver common prosperity and greater shared wealth. It wants to offer its young people a better tomorrow, a better future. And to do that, it has put strong support for Chinese technology and innovation at the very heart of its plan. So China has already shown growing leadership in innovation with the highest growth in R&D investment worldwide. But how will the tighter regulations or supervisory requirements impact this, uh, like we said, continuing growth? The competition rules are designed to rein in the power of the big players, not just for the sake of it, but specifically to encourage and support local innovative startups to give them space to grow. In many ways, this move is mirroring developments in Europe, harnessing the power of the big players, but allowing the next generation of thinkers and technology to thrive. What's more, the country's tax reforms to support tech enterprises, research and development, venture capitalists and financial institutions underpin China's determination to move from made in China to innovated in China. So we're seeing China seek to become more self-reliant, to encourage greater domestic consumption, to attract and retain talent and even foster innovation. 
What are the implications for the Chinese capital market? Is it adapting? Yes. Recent legislation has introduced fundamental structural and regulatory changes, both in China's domestic capital markets and the rules governing Chinese firms listed offshore. China is keen to ensure that its companies listed overseas do not fall foul of foreign regulations in areas such as data protection and security. Didi, China's right-hailing giant, has faced regulatory action and the authorities are actually aware of regulatory gaps. Increased supervision and stronger data protection requirements are in place to protect data on Chinese citizens from being accessed. These moves bring Chinese companies listed overseas more into line with the European regulatory approach, and many see these developments as necessary, indeed welcome. Clear regulatory compliance, after all, does reduce risk. I can see how these changes might make it more challenging for Chinese companies to raise capital or even sell shares overseas. But how does it impact domestic capital markets? Typically, Chinese companies prefer to list on foreign exchanges with greater liquidity and maturity. But China is encouraging firms with groundbreaking ideas, cutting-edge technology to list on domestic markets. Reforms in 2018 shook things up, making it easier for startups and SMEs to list on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange and China star market for tech firms. Even those which are not yet making a profit. The proportion of IPO proceeds from the healthcare and IT companies has risen significantly since the reforms. From SMEs to national champions, China's capital markets are becoming increasingly attractive. They are modernizing to meet the fast-paced needs of the innovation industry, which is seen as the key driver of common prosperity. Sami, you have given us a real insight into China's economic and social goals. With such a strong support for startups and tech and innovation, it seems like a highly attractive investment environment for private equity. Can you tell us a bit more about that market? The drive for a truly dynamic domestic innovation industry is central to China's vision. And that is where the country's private equity opportunities lie. Healthcare, AI, green energy, electric vehicles and TMT. Private equity firms and venture capitalists are seeking out and investing in breakthrough companies with real potential to grow. Their support often goes beyond the financial, with mentoring programs, incubation and development of a wider ecosystem to help companies fulfill their vision. The principles and regulations behind private equity investment in China are very similar to those in the Western world's private equity market. They are the same big players, the same best practice and fundamentally the same risks. And what are those risks? Well, we have already talked about the regulatory risks and the steps China has taken to address them. The lack of liquidity is always a risk in private equity. But that's a well-established fact. The Chinese private equity market still has the characteristics of an emerging market and that differentiates it slightly from the US and European markets. Firms take a more speculative approach, investing early in companies typically not yet listed. While this can lead to a higher level of risk, a highly diversified portfolio is key to managing risk and return. And returns can be striking. Take Bill's private equity product to invest in China. Bill Private Equity won. In 2020, it delivered a net 14% internal rate of return. Forecasts for 2021 indicate an even stronger performance from the fund's underlying assets. So let's talk more about Bill's private equity offering in China. Designed for the knowledgeable and legally defined as well-informed investors, Our latest solution, Bill Private Equity 2, is another opportunity to tap into the diverse investment universe that China can offer. Tell us how it works, Sammy. Certainly. Just a little bit of background first. We work exclusively with China-based private equity and venture capitalist specialists, Legend Star and Legend Capital. We've been working in partnership with them since the launch of our first private equity investment vehicle, Bill Private Equity 1, in 2019. There are a number of firsts in this relationship. It is the first time Bill has offered qualified retail investors access to private equity investment and the first time the two legend companies have worked with the wealth management platform. We all agree that it has been a very successful initiative. And now we are looking forward to introducing Bill Private Equity 2. Legend Capital's managing director, Mr. Wang, 
has stated that exposure to real Chinese investment opportunities will, in the future, be through Chinese domestic stock markets or Hong Kong. Why is that? Well, that's a reflection of what we have discussed earlier. The change in the Chinese economic landscape and its growth strategy to seek source and support local winners, companies or even just ideas that are in the very early stages of development. And that is where Bill, with direct access to local knowledge and expertise, have a clear advantage. Legend Capital has 20 years experience operating in the Chinese investment market, while Legend Star, an angel investor, has incubated and invested in some 600 innovative companies. This partnership is Bill's doorway into China's dynamic private equity market. So, I understand that Bill Private Equity 2 is a Luxembourg Reserved Alternative Investment Fund, the so-called RAIF. How is the fund structured? Bill Private Equity 2 is a fund of funds. It will invest 40% in a legend capital fund, then invests in the early and growth stage of companies within the TMT sector. A further 40% will be invested in Legend Capital Healthcare Fund, also investing at the early or growth stage of development. The final 20% invests in a Legend Star Fund that targets early stage only in areas such as AI, biopharma and digital healthcare services. This investment approach gives us access to a broad sweep of many of China's most exciting and innovative enterprises. This degree of diversity clearly brings a greater level of protection in what some may feel as a risky investment environment. Definitely, but further protection comes from deep knowledge and critical skills of both legend companies. They understand the Chinese market and are attuned to investor and sector sentiment. They know how to pick winners and how to support them throughout the entire growth cycle. And equally important, they also know how to navigate crisis and how to harness the potential of China's new industrial policies. This is what Mr. Wang means by the opportunities that lie in China. They are homegrown from seed capital to profit. Profit, which is being encouraged to remain in China. Legend Star is widely recognized as being the partner of choice for early stage investments in China with more than 30% in IRR per annum. That's a remarkable achievement. It is, and it comes down to the highly experienced investment committee, alongside the development of the company's incubation center, a unique ecosystem to scout and back entrepreneurial leaders. Every stage of their decision-making, every partnership forged, every prediction analyzed is designed to help Legend Star back the right horse. We see the same essential investment expertise with Legend Capital too. Absolutely. It is a top-tier venture and growth capital firm in China, delivering a solid 19% net IIR track record in private equity with 9 billion US dollar in assets under management. Legend Capital has deep roots in the domestic technology sector, developing long-term relationships and working with many of China's top entrepreneurs helping them grow and bringing added value. These two firms together with Bill's long and successful track record offer European investors privileged access to China's ever-growing private equity universe. Just one last thing to discuss, Sammy. Typically, private equity investors tend to be limited to institutional investors. What makes Bill Private Equity 1 and Bill Private Equity 2 both attractive and accessible to a broader range of investors? Are the European non-professional investors hungry for private equity options. It's a good point, Jeffrey. Our Chinese private equity solutions fall into the alternative investment asset class. And assets such as these are not always suitable for every investor. They can be complex with investments tied up for the medium to long term and very limited liquidity. However, investor sentiment in Europe is shifting and increasingly sophisticated retail investors are turning to the private asset space. What do you think is driving this interest in private assets? Well, for some, there is an increasing demand for private equity funds that focus primarily on climate change, for example. Clearly, this is in response to the environmental challenges we face. But the investment criteria are narrow for an individual investor in private equity. Others may be seeking greater long-term capital growth within a single diversified program. 
Build Private Equity 1 and 2 follow a thematic approach designed to capture China's macro trends. It offers investors a much broader scope of investments and aims to deliver 15% net IRR per annum. And finally, Sammy, one last final question. What type of investor are you expecting to attract? We would expect experienced investors with a reasonable understanding of how private equity works. An important factor is that this asset class has different performance trajectory than traditional asset classes. Build Private Equity 2 is a closed-end fund with an investment period of 10 years, while the $150,000 minimum initial investment would be considered modest in a market dominated by institutional investors, sophisticated retail investors must be ready to lock in a significant amount of capital for a decade. Thank you, Sami, for your input and analysis. So with China's current five-year plan helping to create an increasingly attractive private equity environment and with innovation set to drive the economy to new heights, it's an interesting time to be investing in China. And Build Private Equity 2 offers a way to access those companies that will build what will in the future be the world's largest economy.